Hello, listeners on the internet. This is One Minute Reviews with Matt and Travis. This week, we're going to keep talking about things we found on the internet. I'm Matt, and this is Travis. Hey, Matt. Um, this episode has a sponsor, actually, so we have to do the sponsor read. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by The Moth House. You know about the Sioux Falls Butterfly House, but have you heard of its darker alternative, The Moth House? Located in an old barn on the outskirts of town, the moth house is truly horrible. The barn is empty, save for the moths, of course. Hanging from the rafters is a single naked light bulb. That's what brings them in. Come on down to the moth house. The light's always on. What's confusing about that, though, is that the butterfly house has the aquarium portion on the back half of it. So what is the moth house's aquatic features? Just moths. Just <laughs> just moths. Okay. Well, we were there, sense. and we were like, butterfly house is cool, and we were filming people there. And we're like, what if there was an alternative moth house right across the street? It's like the Krusty Krab in the Chum Bucket. Well, I thought that that would be a great segue into the uh, Sharknado series, but uh, you didn't pick up on it, so true. we're going to leave that there. Travis, it's back to school time, and kids across America are moving back to campus. So I thought I would pose a question for the first review. What's something about college that you would give zero stars, and a thing about college that you would give four stars? I don't know if you remember this, Matt, but do you remember it was a it was an app back in the day that has, has since been discontinued, but it was called Yik Yak. Oh, I recall Yik Yak. You remember Yik Yak? Yik Yak? Yep. Oh, yeah. It was like the original great source of content. I say the original. There was many, many, many before that. But Yik Yak was wild because it was like this, this anonymous platform that you could post whatever you want. It was kind of like the next evolution of like texts from last night or, or wherever it evolved from, but it ran wild on college campuses and you would, you would have like your herd or, or whatever their terminology was that it would just be exclusive to your campus. And, uh, you'd see all sorts of wild content. So I wrote down a few that I could find in old Buzzfeed articles. And it was things like when life's got you down, just think of the kid who was cut from the basketball team in the Airbud movies to make room for golden retriever. Or a second one was, Tinder should be called eBay. Bay, of course, being spelled B-A-E. Just a lot of terrible, but also really clever types of content. I think that you would have really thrived back in that era if you didn't, that I don't know about. No, Yikak was there when I was a freshman. I remember it because a whole ton of people were talking crap about one of my professors. She was our mass communications professor, and this is like a seminar class, like 150 people. And she took screenshots of all these people, like, dissing her tests, like... Being like, you know, this sucks, but like, yeah, I'd spend a night with her or something. And she screenshotted them and played them like in her presentation to lecture the whole class. She's like, yeah, I'm not dumb. And it was just, <laughs> you could have heard a pin drop. And that was the most awkward hour. And, it was an hour and a half class, too. So we were in there forever. And it was the most awkward hour and a half of my life, I think. I just, it's it's such a fascinating story. Like the, the two dudes that came up with it, they were super successful. One was going to medical school. One was like a big finance guy. And they dropped out of all of that to do this. And I mean, it was it was a great idea for for its time, but as we know, it turned into a crazy place for cyberbullying and all sorts of other terrible, terrible stuff, and ultimately led to its demise. But they ended up getting bought out and probably making bank on it. But that was something that, because of their lack of foresight, I'm going to go with zero stars. What I would give five stars would probably be the janitorial crews at uh, college universities because they see a whole lot of also terrible stuff. Unsung heroes. And they are the unsung heroes. And I remember many a homecoming that um, the bathrooms were just an absolute war zone of terrible, terrible things like fluids. And uh, they would they would clean them up. So props to them. Five stars. Yeah, going going into the bathrooms, that's actually my zero stars. I give zero stars to communal bathrooms. 
I don't know if you've ever had to share a bathroom in college, but you learn a lot about the world, but I would say you learn more about yourself and just kind of like what you can handle in there. I don't know what it was about my floor, but um, people removed all the doors on all the stalls. So all the stalls were just, you know, see-through. You just, I don't know, you got to know your uh, floor mates really, really well. It was really eye-opening as a freshman because I'd always like had my own shower in college. Then you share it with a floor full of people. I think I, I probably told you a story, and I, I questioned whether I was going to say this on air, but um, I remember one of the homecoming years where you go into the bathroom to brush your teeth in the morning, and there was four sinks in our bathroom. We did have doors, unlike, unlike your dorm room, but that's nice. it was homecoming, which there's a lot of terrible debauchery going on, but um, you go in to brush your teeth, and we had four sinks, and four for four, every one of them was filled up with um, vomit, as mm. it was just a landing place for that. And it was just absolutely disgusting. But again, five stars for the janitorial crew. And you're right. It is like a test of wills going to college and going to a community bathroom. It was insane. My five stars, you know, top of the line, Thursday afternoons. I love nothing more than a Thursday afternoon on a college campus, getting out of geography lab. You have your like whole week ahead of you. Might go to class Friday, might not. It's up to you. You can just do whatever you want for the next three days. You know, you're just young, you're free, you have $23 in your bank account, and you're just like ready to roll. Thursday schedules, if I remember right, they would always end a little bit earlier too, so if you really wanted to get after like an afternoon activity, you could, or at least that was that was the way my schedules were set up. You never want to overcommit with those schedules. No, we would froth a lot on Thursday afternoons. Frisbee um, golfing for those that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, are people part with of the, lives. the community. <laughs> things we love about college, I like that, or things we loved and we hated, or things that were good or bad. I think college is a lot of both. Yeah, I'd say that. That's fair. Did you have a lot of online classes when you went to college? That's kind of the thing now. Was that like a growing trend for you? Yeah, it was. And it was just a rampant place for um, plagiarism and a lot of online cheating. So, uh, I, and that's just the way it's going to, you know, be for presumably the future with college campuses and things like that. So, uh, Get your email addresses or your MSN, MSN messenger handles so you can start talking with your classmates. You can really get a lot of work done. Well, it's not too different than working from home then. Um, <laughs> going off toilets, this is actually one of the topics that I have to review today. Tokyo's transparent toilets. I give these things four stars. So there's this something called the Tokyo Toilet Project. In Japan, it's like well accepted that they're way cleaner than us. But they brought all these public minds together and they got all these architects and they just told them, like, make public bathrooms better. I so, thought you were going to say make public bathrooms great again. Or, or yeah, some, well, you, some type of terrible political slogan. I don't know if they were ever great to begin with. But pretty much the founder of this nonprofit that makes awesome toilets, he says, <laughs> you know, there are two concerns with public toilets, especially those located in parks. The first is whether it's clean inside. And the second is that no one is secretly waiting for you inside the stall. So they came up with these smart glass toilets so that it's transparent and you can kind of go up to the toilet, the whole stall, it's like a single unit, and you can kind of gauge out whether it's like a place you want to go. You can see everything. Once you go in there and the door locks, it turns like into frosted glass and no one can see it anymore. And they kind of light up like lanterns. They look really cool. I did see that. kind of looked like a nightclub before you, you walk mm-hmm. in there. It's but. a nightclub for one, your own little, uh, your own little toilet party. But they look really cool. I mean, they're probably super expensive, so I don't know if these things are going to be popping up around the world. But 
they're definitely something neat to look at, which I never thought I would say about a public toilet. So I give the Tokyo Toilet Project four out of four stars. Four out of four stars. Impressive. Well, my next rating would be, if we're going to use terrible analogies, let's go with Fortnite being put in the, the App Store toilet. I don't know if you're a big gamer, Matt. I know what Fortnite is, but I don't play with the youth. You're aware. So essentially, here's Cliff Notes version. Fortnite, one of the most popular games um, nationally and internationally. Huge, huge following, billions of users. They have all sorts of things that you can buy within the game. Skins, guns, outfits, the whole deal. Apple, as a part of their terms and conditions, is they put a 30% markup on any of those transactions. And um, Epic Games, the the name of the, the publisher, said... We're not into that. We're not going to take that. And so they they kind of found this back door where you can purchase directly through the game publisher as opposed to Apple's themselves. Apple obviously got really, really angry about that, took them out of the, the app store, enraged millions, if not billions. Epic Games comes with a countersuit, so now we got some legal stuff going on. But what I think is the most interesting is that Epic Games released this Apple-esque commercial of what looks like... You know, the, a 1984 skit where they're talking about rebelling against IBM um, at the time. And so Epic creates this kind of parody of that. It's absolutely incredible. I would, I would uh, recommend that you check it out. But um, that's my nerdy story about uh, the state of Fortnite and uh, popular games among teenagers. Well, they're taking like Fortnite off off iPhones and stuff, right? Like you won't be able to like play it on your phone anymore. It's, it's out of the app store, so you can't download it anymore. Um, I should say that it's also a threat to Android users because Google's going through the same thing. But I go with a, a two-star review on this. And the reason being is, well, I don't agree with what Apple's doing, making that money and, and being a bigger monopoly than it already is. You got to play by the rules if you're going to be in the space. So that's my two-star review for Fortnite. And now you know in case your clients ask you like they've been asking me. Maybe I need to play Sims or something. But no. Sims is cool. There's, that's coming back, man. I got I got something a little deep pocket later that we can talk about things coming back too. But I have a friend who uh, he got caught not cheating on his ACT, but he didn't he didn't finish one of the sections, so he was randomly bubbling stuff in. He like finished another one early, and that's anyway, he has tests thrown away. He got like grounded by his parents, but he built like a nuts theme park in Roller Coaster Tycoon. He like spent all of his time playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. After that, which is a wild story. <laughs> Instead of trying to get into college because ACT got Well, he would it. like still study, but like we'd be like, hey, you want to see a movie or something? He'd be like, no, I can't. I'm grounded. So smart kid. I mean, I got a good ACT score. <laughs> of all the unfortunate things you get grounded for, you know, the guy tries to launch his own engineering degree by creating these these theme parks virtually. Incredible. I it's love a redemption that. story. I love that. So my second review is not related to anything we've been talking about. Sharks. A month ago, there was this tweet by the New York Post, and it's kind of a tabloid. I didn't really know that. It's like a tabloid on Twitter, though, so it kind of looks like it's supposed to be real news. But um, they tweeted, Shark that killed New York City woman confirmed as Great White, and it's still out there. So first of all, I don't know how they were going to like arrest a shark or what the deal was with the shark kind of just swimming back out to sea. But it got me thinking, you know, how much, how much do we know about these killing machines? Sharks are, they're in the northern and southern hemisphere. You can find them anywhere, and they kill more than one person a year. So it's really important that we keep tabs on them. O-Search does that. It's this web company, and they track 416 tagged animals all throughout the western hemisphere, and they use that data they collect for like research and conservation, but it's just a cool website to look at. You can click on a shark and see like its movements, 
up and down the coast and like where its pings were. So I was checking on a few of them. Um, Bigelow is a seven foot six inch blue uh, shark. Bigelow. Bigelow. Yeah, okay. they name all the sharks, and gotcha. some of them are like really basic, but some are kind of cool names. I think they should hire me to name the sharks. But um, Bigelow is a six foot seven inch blue shark, and he's kind kind of chilling by Massachusetts for a while. So I have my eye on him. Um, Merlin is a seven foot ten inch blue shark. And he's kind of been going up and down the coast. I saw he was in North Carolina for a little bit and kind of hung out in the Bermuda Triangle area for a while. My favorite shark that I saw on there is Captain Wayne. And he is a Mako shark off the coast of Louisiana, kind of in the BP oil spill territory. But they don't just track sharks. You can see how seals are moving. You can see sea turtles, whales, um, alligators. Alligators live in the same lake their whole life, so I didn't really care about tracking them. And sea turtles. But um, they even have a phone app. So if you ever need to track sharks while you're on the go, you can do that as well. I thought it was just a really cool website. Really cool way to waste time. So O-Search, four out of four stars. No, I'm looking at it right now, and I would encourage all listeners to check it out. This is this is crazy. I zoomed in near Louisiana to try to find the one that you did, and instead I was looking at Evelyn and, and Damon and a few others. But mm-hmm. Captain Wayne's down there somewhere. <laughs> He's burying his tracker from a GPS right now, so he can't be seen. You probably don't know this, Matt. I'm going to be going on a semi-cross-country road trip here in early October. And so if I ever find myself near coast, I'm definitely going to be looking up O-Search. Where is your road trip? It will start in Louisiana. Uh, it will start in Nolens, and then and then whatever is between New Orleans and Washington D.C., which I do know what states are there, but I don't know which ones are going through. So I'm just along for the ride. Are you renting a van? Uh, it'll be a moving truck. So um, you know, I we could do a podcast from the road. That'd be kind of cool. Hmm. Virtually, but do you have anything you want to see like nailed down? Probably a shark. Probably an alligator uh, in a state that there shouldn't be a shark or an alligator, uh, like Georgia or or somewhere like that. But uh, I don't know what I'm looking forward to. So are you looking for a a, a final review? Because I do have one more back pocket, and I did uh, allude to it earlier, and it's things coming back. And so to my absolute pure enjoyment, I have stumbled upon a new Etsy shop. Etsy is just this e-commerce area for people to show off their talents and their skills and their products anyways uh there's an etsy shop and i would have to pull up the name of the gentleman that's that's running it i believe his name is pirate p uh, i'm pretty sure his name so sticking with the ocean theme pirate p he was um, hanging out with captain wayne he is modifying the the classic ipods the ones that um, were arguably the best of of their era, and uh, with the big old click wheels, and this is all an effort of we live in such a s- virtual streaming type world, and you've talked about this with video content that it becomes so paralyzing that you cannot make decisions. There's this this giant analysis paralysis, if you will, and so people are kind of heading back to the more analog yet still digital um, type of of music experience, and so uh, I'm looking into these custom iPods that this gentleman makes. He can he can make them so they're like two terabytes large, and you can just hold tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of songs. But it's on the old school nostalgic iPods, and I think that that's just the coolest thing ever. Is old tech coming back? One of my favorites. Did you uh, did you buy music for your iPod back in the day, or did you like download it online um, through nefarious ways? 
Much like I'm sure Pirate PT here, Pirate Pete, uh, it was probably a mixed bag. I will, I will say. I hope that doesn't incriminate me in a court of law. But no, I don't think so. Not unless Metallica is listening to this; they'll come after you. <laughs> but if you are and you're looking for marketing services, Metallica, hit up Lawrence and Shelley. <laughs> that's yeah. our that's our shameless plug. I'm I, sure that I'm sure they're listening. I they would have to be big fans. Uh, that's the last review that I got, Matt. That's what I got. Um, I have one more review, I guess, and I did review it in my first one, but I feel like I just need to update my rankings a little bit. So as all of you will probably remember vividly, I gave Corn a pretty scathing two-star review in the last episode um, because it makes you sweat. And I want to say that there has been one specific ear of Corn here in Sioux Falls that has changed my mind on 57th Street. It's a national sensation. It's inspired millions if not thousands. It's a 57th Street corn. And it grew out of concrete. This ear of corn captured um, the public's attention here in Sioux Falls. It was a symbol of hope. And then, like, all good things in 2020 got ruined. Someone went and ripped it out of the ground. But it's actually back in a bucket of Miracle Girl. Um, it's making an appearance in downtown Sioux Falls tonight. I actually saw online. It's got a name now. It's called Cornelia. I don't know if you've been following the saga. But um, that's very Sioux Falls to have our most famous thing be an ear of corn. No, I, I've seen some material on it. I mean, from a marketing perspective, all of us earn media. I mean, the, the corn is a marketing genius. Uh, and it's, it's often a, a topic of discussion in our little work pod. But what I've seen is, you know, it going up against, you know, the corn palace itself, the, the big dog, uh, among other notable icons in South Dakota. And the corn really... <laughs> Can you say the corn really, really uh, stands up against it? I don't know. Can it really stand? It was ripped out and thrown onto the street, but uh, all bad puns aside. Yeah, we would like to offer a bounty, by the way. Um, we'll, we'll buy you lunch if you can bring us any information about who, about who ripped up this corn. We want to get to the bottom of it. I think people are focusing too much on the uh, inspiration of the corn coming back and not enough about punishing who's responsible. Because I guarantee you they were a 15-year-old teenager and they thought it was funny to go rip up the corn and rip up everyone's hopes and dreams. But we're here to say this podcast is taking a stand against it. Uh, I would I would hope that the corn lives on. Uh, I hope it's not just a fad of, of uh, 2020, or at least making it out of 2020. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting nonetheless. Someone should honor it on the sculpture walk next year. They should make a 57th corn sculpture so it can live forever. So that wraps up our reviews, and we actually have another question from um, Visitor Mail. Come in here. Let oh, me the open. last one was the the big fan of me. Uh, yep. Well, this one's a fan of you too. Oh, this, this two fans. Yep, two fans. Hello, Travis. My name is Corn Wallace, and I am a longtime listener from Seattle, Washington. I was wondering what songs on your old iPod would you be ashamed if someone put on an aux cord and played today. I don't think I'm the only one absolutely guilty of this, but it, it's of recent memory because of uh, a tie to the, the agency here at the office. But um, you could be scrolling through a playlist or, you know, you hand over the aux cord, as they say, and, you know, you you have this, this incredible playlist that is just blowing out the speakers on your car. But then the next one in the shuffle is Big Girls Don't Cry by, by Fergie. And it's one that you have to have on your iPod because it is... It is such an emotional song, um, but it, it is very embarrassing, especially if you know you're trying to trying to have you know a, a, a hip hop playlist, and then "Big Girls Don't Cry" it comes on. But I say this because uh, our very own Laura Mitchell has um, the Duchess's uh, 
guitar, signed guitar, in her own office um, as we speak. And so I think it's very timely that I bring that up. But that would be uh, one of them, Big Girls Don't Cry. Oh, I like that. If you had to answer what, I mean, I know the fan was inquiring about me, but if you had to answer, what would be one of yours? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Um, I used to have a whole playlist full of songs that like, I didn't want to put in my liked songs in case I ever had it on like a party or something on shuffle. So I had like a playlist that I was like ashamed of, like of secret songs. Almost. Secret songs. <laughs> and I forgot that people could follow you on Spotify one time. And uh, one of my classmates in college found it, and they messaged me. They're like, "Dude, you gotta fix your music." And I was like, "I was so embarrassed." What was in there? Name one. What was I, the secret sauce? I, del- I delete. Let me see. I think I deleted it. I don't. It makes me uncomfortable to kind of talk about it. <laughs> Thus, another reason why people are uh, hopping off the Spotify wagon and going back to their click wheel iPods. Just saying, can't be snooping on playlists like that. You know, I thought I was into the Lumineers when I was younger, and. You know, I just don't think that's a very, very big vibe. I think that's something I'm embarrassed about to this day. My dad was a big Limp Biscuit fan, so <laughs> now I also talking. had more Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock on there than probably anybody should. I think that that's probably it. It's not uh, cool. That's awful. I, I was gonna say Lumineers wouldn't be that embarrassing, but uh, <laughs> Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock throw some Smash Mouth in there, and you get the trifecta. Yeah, there the- is Smash Mouth too. Now that I'm scrolling back, and I'm I'm seeing a lot of Smash Mouth, like they're they're little known ones, which know that I was like a big Smash Mouth fan. We cover oceanic websites, old school iPods, bad playlists, corn, the whole deal. This uh, podcast is just, it's, it's got something for everybody. Maybe we'll review corn with a K next time. We can. They're good. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> don't we have a sign off? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think you need a sign off. Can't you just end it? I think so. I can't remember if we had a sign off on. Oh,